And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We're also streaming this program live on Facebook. If you're part of our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group, be sure to join us there. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're grateful you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. On this program, we try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we've got a great program today. We'll be talking with Sister Miriam James. She is from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Uh, or SALT, S-O-L-T, and she's going to talk about her journey, uh, her SALT, um, you know, for, uh, you know, membership there as a, as a sister of SALT, and also fullness of truth. Matter of fact, we have two great guests. In the first half, we'll have Sister Miriam talking about fullness of truth. The other half of our show will include Debbie Giorgiani, and uh, you know her. She's our, uh, from our very own EWTN co-host of Take Two and also The Spirit World. Take Two is on at 11 right before our show. She just had a great show. And on Saturday, she hosts The Spirit World with Adam Bly, and that's at 10 a.m. Eastern. So uh, it's going to be great talking to both of them. They're both going to be here uh, in San Antonio, and they will be here for the Fullness of Truth Conference. And we're going to talk everything Fullness of Truth uh, on this show. But I'm really looking forward to... Uh, Talking about fullness of truth because we are going to be out there as a Guadalupe Radio Network family. We're going to have live remotes. There's a lot going on. We're going to fill you in on what that schedule looks like, where to go for tickets, and uh, some other good stuff. But before I uh, continue on with our prayer, I want to give a shout out, and I'm looking to him. He's in the uh, he's in the control room. Uh, Sean Rice. Congratulations, Brother Sean. I'm so proud of him. He's, as you know, the former GM, my predecessor. And uh, so I came on board and he went to, uh, he got promoted to Director of Mission Development. And now, as of this morning, he is our new Guadalupe Radio Network Executive Director. Thank you, Sean, for all your work here at the GRN. I know it is well-deserved, and I know you are going to do a great job. So congratulations, Sean. Looking forward to uh, seeing your success in, in your new position. So before we get begin those conversations with Sister Miriam and in the second half, Debbie Giorgiani, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So we start in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming 
your holy name, and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and our loved ones ever closer to you. We all we ask all this through Christ our Lord. St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Mary, Mother of Hope, pray for us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I'd like to do now is recap, uh, you know, last week and just get caught up on all things, you know, Catholic and what's going on in the archdiocese and our parishes. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Father Will Combs, who just celebrated on Saturday as a brother of the beloved disciple, 25 years. That is his 25th year anniversary. He's over at St. Mary Magdalene. I did hear that it was a, a great event, a great celebration. And uh, also want to mention for Father Will, he is hosting the 500 Men March on September 16th. Now, as you recall, he was on the show. He talked about the 300 Men March. Now their goal is 500. So we want to make sure we support St. Mary Magdalene and Father Will. Go to stmarymagdalene.org. For more information on that, much success to you, Father Will, and uh, congratulations on your 25-year anniversary. Also want to touch on on what's coming up, uh, some events that are coming up here shortly. One is the August 26th St. Jerome Catholic Church Harvest of Hope Celebration. Again, that's on August 26th. Go to stjeromesatx.org for tickets and information. Uh, Kristen was on the on my first show, and uh, we promoted this, and I know they're going to have a great event. But again, that's August 26th. You want to look into that. Also, the San Antonio Family Association, <clears throat> excuse me, Dove Hunt is on opening day September 1st. And speaking of Father Will, he's going to preside over Mass. You want to go to SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com for more information. That is a great hunt. It's a great weekend. And I know San Antonio Family Association does a great job hosting that. So please look into that. And speaking of September 1st, I want to give another shout out to our Vice President Richard Reyna in celebrating 16 years of when he launched KJMA 89.7 here in San Antonio. It was 16 years ago that he turned on the uh, 89.7 FM radio and we were live. And uh, congrats, Richard. That is a big anniversary. We're going to continue celebrating until we hit September 1st. And on that day, it's going to be a great day. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we're going to talk everything fullness of truth the conference is this weekend. If you haven't registered, you want to go into fullnessoftruth.org to look at, you know, purchasing your tickets. And again, it's August 18th through the 20th at the Hill Country Hyatt. They're going to have some incredible speakers. We've got two of those incredible speakers right here on our show today, Sister Miriam James and also Debbie Giorgiani in the second half. But before we we cut to uh, Sister Miriam James. I want to let you know when you go into the site, you're going to want to you're going to want to participate in this event as a family, as an individual. The speaker lineup, I mean, it's incredible. Father Father Geraci, you got Adam Bly, of course, our, our two uh, guests on the show today, and also a uh, a great mass that is going to be uh, presided over by Bishop Yannick. So you do want to uh, be there for that. 
And you're going to want to go, and you're going to want to get some free tickets that uh, we are giving away. Richard Rayner came into my office and said, I've got a family pass and two pairs of general admission tickets that we can give away on In His Vineyard, which I'm going to do today. And all you have to do is go into our Facebook page, which is GRN, South and Central Texas, um, hit the like button, and post a picture of your car sticker that's on your car it could be from san antonio 89.7 it could be from marble falls 88.5 it could be 91.1 out of fredericksburg 97.9 out of kerrville or 1400 out of uvalde so i encourage you to uh, do this the the first three that are on our facebook page with a picture are going to be awarded these tickets and again it's a family pass valued at 225 dollars and then two general admissions which are valued at 95 dollars each so those four that's almost 400 dollars right there in tickets to give away so you do want to look into that i encourage you to go into fullness of truth dot org and uh you know take a look at what's going on there so uh before we get any further i want to bring on uh our first uh, uh well she's going to be speaking at the fullness of truth concert uh, co- uh, uh conference but she is my first guest on the show today and uh, i'd like to welcome onto the show sister miriam james hello sister <laughs> miriam good morning how are you today I'm I guess it's not morning there. I'm in the West Coast right now, so y'all are. It's afternoon there for you. So yeah, that is correct. Our show is uh, noon to one, but <clears throat> we're looking forward to you traveling here to San Antonio. And just be prepared, sister. It is scorching hot here, so I don't know when you're traveling <laughs> in, but uh, you know, be prepared. I know. Actually, I live in Corpus Christi, so our community has our headquarters in Corpus. So I've been in Corpus for ten years, and I'm just taking a little reprieve on the West Coast to visit my mom. So right now it's about 70 degrees, which is very nice. <laughs> oh, that is nice. Nice weather. So you will be coming in for the con- uh, the conference, and I see that you're presenting Saturday at 940 a.m. I am, yes. And you will be, uh, I guess, talking about the decisive encounter transformation from the heart. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, you will be presenting or talking at the benefit dinner. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll be giving the keynote for the benefit dinner as well. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you there are listeners listening right now that maybe are on the fence. And uh, I, you know, we've been encouraging everybody to go buy their tickets and go to the conference. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, can you just give us a little bit of history about yourself and, uh, you know, as being part of the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity since 98? Just mm-hmm. a little bit about that sure yeah so i was my parents are actually from south texas i'm a native texan i was born in texas but i was raised in washington state just north of portland oregon and grew up catholic um and i played volleyball in college i wanted to work for espn and just kind of had those aspirations in my heart but i also had just a lot of things in my life that was things that were unhealed a lot of unhealed trauma a lot of brokenness and so was suffering from some addictions and what God did is he sent a Catholic priest into my life, and I'd never met anybody that holy or that in love with Jesus, and watching him love Christ changed my whole destiny. And so I just really believe in the power of personal witness and the power of the daily yes to Jesus, the daily conversion. So I entered the religious community in 1998 right out of college, and I've been in um, 25 years now. So I travel and speak across the nation at different conferences and retreats. I do a lot of healing retreats for priests and religious sisters, and we do healing retreats for bishops now. And it just beautiful to be able to, yeah, just to bring the heart of Christ to people and to allow people the safety just to say yes to the Lord and to be open about whatever's happening within them. 
Wow, that is incredible. And, you know, I, I read, uh, obviously read all about you and, uh, you know, quite impressed with uh, your background. And uh, really impressed with the, your uh, your volleyball Division One mm-hmm. University of Nevada Reno uh, mm-hmm. and your involvement there. Tell us a little bit, just a tiny bit about that. And I was going to ask you a question about you know how did you come to become a sister, and you just quickly answered that. But if you can touch base a little bit more on that, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, I fell in love with sports very young. I've always been active. I started playing softball when I was a little girl, like t-ball, and then. When I was in middle school, I started playing softball and or started playing volleyball, and I'm I'm an old lady now. So, but it's like even back then, you had to play kind of select teams and club volleyball, and so I kind of started actually pretty late. Um, and I'm left-handed, and so I was a senior in high school, and I was playing club volleyball, and I was scouted at a massive conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the coach mm. at Nevada Reno at that time had one scholarship left, and he was looking for somebody left-handed, and mm. that was me. And so I I'm, I'm from a small town, and so you know Division One sports. I think, you know, a lot of your listeners probably have kids who play sports. Um, Division One sports is a business, and especially now, yeah. and it's an investment, and um, they want their money. <laughs> they want their money's worth, and so, you know, they put you in the weight room. I mean, it's, it's, it's full year, all year round. Your whole life is committed to sports, and so I had, yeah, full ride scholarship, and I, I learned a lot. I would, you know, if I had to go back like anything in life, I'd probably do some things differently, but mm-hmm. I, I do love sports. It's, it's not God by any means, but I do love sports, and I think I give a lot of talks on sports, and I think it can be an analogy of the spiritual life of sacrifice, of hard work, of, you know, sometimes you give, sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow, you're not always a star, sometimes you make mistakes, and, and you get up again, you keep trying, and so I, I do I do love sports um, still to this day, so I'm a huge sports fan, but yeah. <laughs> wow, and that was going to be one of my questions, you know, how do yeah. you see the faith in sports, how do they play a part in your spiritual life, and uh, if you can expound a little bit more on that, I mean, that is a, a question that I was dying to ask you. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's just such a great parallel because it's about discipline and it's about hard work and it's about teamwork and it's about giving of yourself even when you don't feel like it. And so, you know, as you know, if you played sports, when you're a part of a team, you know, you you have to work together. And like like I said, sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow, sometimes you're the star, sometimes you're the one who people have to make up for. And and what you learn is that you know, as you continue to go forward, as you continue to push yourself, and as you continue to to just keep trying, you know, you 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 know, continue to move forward. And it's just like that the spiritual life and I've I can't tell you how many times you know in my prayer life or just in my life as a religious sister I've learned just so many of those parallels from playing sports of like well this is this is a part where sometimes it's really fun and you're you know you're like in the zone quote unquote and it's really great and then sometimes it is really hard but you keep going you just keep going and right. so I, I really appreciate that and I think that's why humanity why we love sports like why do we love the Olympics why do we root for the Cowboys every year even though they disappoint us <laughs> like all those things like why do we do that we, there's something in the excellence of the human person that we love we love human interest stories we love people overcoming great odds we love the underdog we, lo- we just love that and it speaks to something within our hearts of something of eternity of you know that, that small glimmer of you know what happens when we give ourselves and we admire that kind of selflessness um, because that's what we're made for. So you can yeah. have almost chickens here in the background. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a Cowboys fan, but, you know, we give ourselves, and I did grow up playing sports, football and baseball, and, you know, you leave everything out in the field. Just like, yep. you know, with, with the Lord, with God, you leave everything in His hands. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful, that parallel between, and thank you for addressing that, you know, uh, sports and, and the spirituality of what we do. But, I was listening to uh, one of your talks that you gave on YouTube, and you had mentioned the, the most important thing you hear from my talk is not what I'm going to say. It's what the Holy Spirit has to say to you. 
And when yeah. I heard you say that, I was like, wow. It was a wow moment. And mm-hmm. I was just very impressed. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about that and how the Holy Spirit, you know, talks to you and, and should talk to how we should listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, God is always speaking to us um, because He loves us. And so sometimes His voice is silent, but in that silence, there's still the word that He speaks. And so God is always talking to us. He's always speaking to us. He's always calling us to Himself. And sometimes we're looking for God to speak a certain way, and He's and we don't understand kind of how he moves with us or what he's speaking through his word or through his church or just the way that God un- unfolds our lives. And so what happens many times when I speak, I mean, it happens when anybody speaks, but when I speak is what I notice is that people, I'll give a message, and I'm praying to the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking. I'm praying to your guardian angel. I'm asking your guardian angel to open your heart to hear whatever right. you need to hear. And I can't tell you, I, every every time it'll happen, somebody will come up and say, hey, well, you know, when you said this, and I'm like, actually, I didn't say that. It's just really amazing. Like, I actually didn't say that that person needed to hear whatever they were hearing and so mm. the real work comes when the holy spirit speaks to you because i'm just an i'm just a, a vessel a little tiny imperfect vessel but my my heart as a speaker is to facilitate an encounter with you and jesus because that's the most important thing that's where transformation takes place in that encounter right. with you and the lord and so that's what's going on underneath like you're hearing something that i'm saying but actually at the same time the holy spirit in your soul is speaking directly to you and the lord does whatever he wills and it's it's just beautiful to see how he encounters each one of us uh it's just really lovely yeah sister who is your go-to saint you mentioned saints yeah i you know i i, I mean i love saint catherine of siena she's one of my favorites she's like this fire you know this woman of fire um I love St. John Paul II, um, mm-hmm. yeah, St. Therese, like this, the, uh, this, but you know, people like Mother Teresa, and like, I, one of the things that, I, in, in all honesty, what I love about the Catholic Church is that you see, even just in the saints of people we recognize who have heroic virtue, right. they're all so different, and all of us, you know, all of us have different stories, all of us come di- from different backgrounds, and most of us think that, you know, when I, if this wouldn't have happened to me in my life, or if I had different parents, or I would have done this differently, I'd be holy by now, but that's not how it works, it's actually in those places, many times in our very sorrowful mysteries that we all have, mm-hmm. that the Lord works through those places. And so whatever, the truth is whatever's happening in our life, when we allow the Lord into those places, He, he transforms them and He works through them. So there's nothing in our life that disqualifies us um, from belonging to God or from allowing Him to do whatever He wishes to do because He, mm-hmm. because he loves us. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, I know you've, read, you've written some books, uh, mm-hmm. you know, best-selling books, Loved As I Am, Behold, mm-hmm. and, and Restore. Tell us, how did that journey start, and uh, how did you get into becoming a writer? Yeah, well, gosh, over 10 years ago now, um, Ave Maria Press uh, approached me, and they had seen some of the videos on YouTube, and they said, hey, you know, we, you know, we love it. Do you have your thought about writing? And I'm like, I'd love to write. I'm like, yeah, I've thought about it. But I, mm-hmm. So they said, well, can you give us a sample of kind of like what you would write? And so I did, and it was much more kind of a bit academic or just a bit more catechetical, and they, they were very kind. They sent it back, and they said, this is really great, but we actually – we want to hear your heart in it. Like, we want to encounter right. whatever God's doing in your life. So my very first book, Loved As I Am, is is a compilation of theology of the body with the catech- with catechism and then, like, what it means to be human. And then it's mm-hmm. interwoven with my own story. And it's it's just a small offering just meant to really open people's hearts. And my, my heart has always been for that book is when people close the book, they say, okay, you know, I want to get honest about my story or I want to encounter Jesus or I want to go to confession. or It's just, it's just meant to be just kind of a springboard for more. And then in the last couple of years, I've written a book for Advent and Lent and mm-hmm. uh, Adore and Restore. And so they're both books about healing in the particular seasons of Advent and Lent. So it's been yeah, a beautiful journey. It's just beautiful to see what God does with that. 
Oh, that's awesome. Now, mm-hmm. I, I also read that you hold a master's degree in theology from mm-hmm. Augustine Institute. Mm-hmm. And you speak extensively on the topics of conversion, authentic love, forgiveness, and mm-hmm. healing. Will you touch on any of that at the Fullness of Truth Conference here in San Antonio? I will touch on all of that. Yeah, oh, my morning keynote, I mean, the decisive encounter is, you know, the, the theme for the conference is, you know, miracles do happen. And where, yes. you know, the gospel from Matthew, where John sends his disciples and says, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? And Jesus says, you go back and tell John that, you know, the lame are walking, the deaf hear, the blind see. And and the word miracle actually means wonder, you know, to be, to be in wonder. And so it's just the what God does in our life is tremendously beautiful and, and we often we often miss that you know we don't right. quite see that and so i'm going to talk about all those things and because the most important thing is what's happening in your heart and we can look at the world and we can see the darkness of the world and, and we can't deny that there's a lot of darkness happening but real conversion real change only can only take place within us and that has to happen every single day and i'm saying that as much to myself as i'm saying it to you and all the listeners right now like that's the decisive encounter that happens every single day. And that's the best gift we can give to our spouses, to our children, to our coworkers, to people at our parish, is that we let Jesus Christ come and heal us every single day. It's not just something that happened 20 years ago. It happens every single day because that's what love does. Love refreshes us every day. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't have you talk about the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. I mean, mm-hmm. you've, been, uh, you've been there since 98, and uh, mm-hmm. basically want our listeners to know, how did, how did, you, how did your, you the name Miriam come up? when you first started? Yeah, so I've been yeah, a member of my community since 1998, and I've been my first vows in 2002, and um, we all take the name of Mary. So all the sisters in our community right. take the name of Mary, and she's our model and our mama. And so I always loved the name Miriam. It's Hebrew for Mary. It's what they would have addressed our mother as. And so I asked mm-hmm. if I could take that name. And then um, our founder, who, re- who passed away in 2016, he, he actually used to name us, and then he would write an explanation of the name of what aspect of Our Lady we're called to live out, and that's read at your very first vows, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous um, mass celebration ceremony. And um, so I was named Miriam, Miriam James, and um, Miriam for Our Lady of Sorrows, actually. And then James, my father... Uh, uh, had just passed away uh, not too long ago, uh, not, not too long before that. And so our founder actually named me for my dad, which was very touching because everybody at the, in the chapel that day knew my dad. And so oh, whenever people yeah. say my name, Miriam James, I always think about my dad and I just ask for his intercession and his care. Yeah. That is beautiful. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad you shared that. And, you know, in addition to speaking engagements, tell us about your working with elementary school students, parish ministries, mm-hmm. and also coaching high school volleyball. But yeah, those are all things I've done um, in, in the, the past, past, you know, 20-some years since I've been professed. I used to coach volleyball. I coached actually Archbishop Murphy High School in um, Seattle for a while. And then at the we have a mission in North Dakota. I coach volleyball there. And um, mm-hmm. I worked for many years at a Catholic school in Seattle. And so, yeah, I've just had a lot of experiences over the last, you know, since I've come to religious life over the last 25 years, which just meet a lot of people. And then in the last, I would say, 10, 15, maybe 13 years, I travel and speak full-time now at conferences and retreats like I mentioned before, and so right. I just get to have the honor and the privilege of hearing a lot of people's stories and meeting a lot of wonderful people across the nation, and the Holy Spirit's doing powerful things in the church in America, and it's, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't see that, maybe in, we, you know, maybe from a small parish, we don't really see things happening that we'd like to, but I just want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is alive and well, God is alive and well, and He is doing a massive amount of work in the American church right now. Well, when, when you, uh, you know, I was, I was watching video from Lisbon and World Youth Day, and mm-hmm. I just saw so many young kids glowing to yes. be there. And it mm-hmm. was just beautiful to see. And 
It's something I think we need to see more of. And mm-hmm. I was I was so impressed with uh, the mass uh, that Pope Francis gave. And, man, it was just incredible. But one thing I want to touch base on as well before our time is up, tell us about your co-hosting a Catholic radio program called Abiding Together. It's a podcast. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Oh, but gosh, I love my dear friends. There's three of us that we host that together, and it's uh, Heather Kim, who's out of Canada, and then oh. Michelle Benzinger, who's out of Florida, and we've been friends a long, long time, and about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, somebody said, why don't you guys just do a podcast, and, you know, we, that was really before podcasts exploded, and so right. one day, one of the friends of Heather said, what if I took away all your excuses as to why you're not doing a podcast? <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of had to start it almost as a dare, as he kind of dared us, and that was six years ago. We started the podcast six years ago, and we've had, God, over 12 million downloads now and we have about 75,000 downloads a week of people and it's a podcast we talk about everything we talk about faith we talk about christ we talk about you know the sorrowful mysteries the struggles we have we talk i mean so we do book studies we're just finishing today we just finished a study on the um document for the laity christophides laici about the laity in the church and so there's a lot of great content with a lot of great guests and just you know people often say you know, we have listeners, men and women alike, that people often say, you know, you guys, I feel like I'm sitting down and having coffee with you, like you guys are my friends, and in many ways we are. So, yeah, check out our podcast. It's abidingtogetherpodcast.com. We're on Apple, Spotify. We're on any of the major outlets where podcasts are released. So. Yeah, and I did notice your twi- Twitter handle is one at one groovy nun. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I yeah. want everybody to go check out your Twitter page and, uh, of course, your podcast. You just mentioned that on iTunes, mm-hmm. Abiding Together, and Spotify. Mm-hmm. or uh, videos of your talk speeches on YouTube. They're also out there, which is uh, where I went, and I was able to uh, see a lot about you know what you spoke about in the past. And, man, that just lit me up because I'm looking forward to the conference this weekend and uh, hearing your talk here. But I don't want to give too much away so our listeners can go and see you. So what are you looking forward to at the Fullness of Truth Conference here in mm-hmm. San Antonio? I'm just looking forward to just meeting people, everybody that God brings. There's going to be, you know, men and women, children there, teens. It's going to be a big family conference, and you're most welcome to come. I would just say come and see, come and listen to what the Lord has to say to you. There's a lot of great speakers. There's mass. There's adoration. There's everything. And it's just so beautiful to be around other people that are living their faith as well or that want to. And it's just such an inspiration. So I would just say, you know, if you need to pick me up or you want to come and just listen and just be inspired and just, you know, be convicted and have, you know, a time with the Lord, please come. We'd love to have you. Well, uh, sister, I am so happy that you came onto the show, and I do want to give some more information. As you mentioned, the theme for Fullness of Truth is Miracles Do Happen. And again, it's Friday, August 18th. It begins with a 4 p.m. registration. Uh, 5.30, they're going to kick off or open the doors for the concert. It's the family fun night, which sister just pointed out. And then at 7 p.m., there's going to be a concert. And it's a praise and worship concert featuring Emily Wilson, Andrew Laubacher, and the Catholic Music Initiative. Have you heard any of them play, sister? Yes, I do. I know all of them. They're wonderful people. You're going to love it. They're, they have such gifts from the Lord, and they love to lead people in worship. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then also, we're going to do a live remote out there, sister. So um, oh, wonderful. Yes, we're going to be out there, so come by our table. And sister, thank you again. That music means we got to go to break, but I thank you, Sister Miriam James, for coming on. Look forward to wonderful. seeing you at the conference. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. God bless you. I'll see you then. All right, listeners, we'll be right back.
you believe in miracles? Fullness of Truth invites you to explore the miraculous at their 17th Annual Catholic Family Summer Conference in San Antonio, August 18th through the 20th. This year's theme is Miracles Do Happen, Grasping Catholicism's Supernatural Treasure. Hear dynamic presentations by Bishop Gary Yannick, Dr. Edward Suri, Adam Bly, Sister Miriam James, and other special guests. Don't miss out on this opportunity to learn more about your Catholic faith. For details, go to fullnessoftruth.org. Arm yourself for the daily spiritual battle. Visit St. Michael's Armory for beautiful sacramentals, recast antique metals and religious jewelry, and our exclusive sterling silver and wool brown scapulars. Take up these means to strengthen your soul and arm yourself well for the battle of life. StMichaelsArmory.com That's stmichaelsarmory.com. Spiritual armor for the battle of life. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. We talk a lot in our program about the messiness of life, but we thought we should take a moment to explain why it's important. We live in a broken, fallen world, and we're constantly trying to repair relationships and situations that have become, well, messy. Why is it so important to recognize this? Because if we deny or ignore this reality or try to control our situation and make it neat and perfect, we'll only end up frustrating ourselves and making the situation worse. Family life is never easy. St. John Paul recognized this when he wrote, There is no family that does not know how selfishness, discord, and tension can wound the family. But every family is called by the God of peace to have the joyous and renewing experience of reconciliation and unity restored. Families need to embrace the mess, knowing that God is always calling us to reconciliation with Him and our families, and that He will give us the grace we need to get there. For more inspiration, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. And we are back. Great conversation with Sister Miriam James. As I mentioned, she is going to be one of the featured speakers out at Fullness of Truth out at the Hill Country Hyatt, August 18th through the 20th. Go into fullnessoftruth.org to find out more information, especially on ticket information. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, I am giving away tickets. Uh, we're giving away a family pass uh, valued at $225 and also two pair of general admission tickets. And all you have to do is take a picture of your car with one of the five um, South and Central Texas station stickers, uh, which I named off. And if you post that for the first three on our Facebook page, GRN South and Central TX, uh, I will be awarding those tickets here this week. So please look into that and, uh, a great first half of our show of In His Vineyard. Again, I'm your host, Gordy Zambrano. Wait, thank you for listening. And just a reminder, please join our Facebook page. I want everybody to go in, join our page, South and Central Texas. And a reminder, if you have an event, that we can help build awareness about, please reach out to me and or join me on the show to promote that event, to uh, build awareness about that event. That's what we're here for. So our next guest is Debbie Giorgiani, and uh, she is part of the uh, EWTN family and Guadalupe Radio Network family. She hosts, uh, uh, a co-hosts her show, Take Two, with uh, with Jerry, and that is on at 11 o'clock, right before this show on Mondays. Uh, we are so happy to, to have her on the show, and she's also the host of Spirit World, 
on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, and that's with Adam Bly. So uh, at 10 a.m. Central. So you want to make sure to on Saturdays, you know, tune into that show. That is a great show, and so is our Take Two show with Jerry Usher. So with that said, Debbie, uh, glad you could join us on the show. Well, hi, Gordy. Thank you so very much. And I, I was doing um, the show Take Two, so I didn't get to hear Sister Miriam James, but that is wonderful. I can't wait to hear her at the conference this weekend. So, wow, I'm looking forward to it. Miracles do happen, and, and I, it, it couldn't. It, they named it so beautifully, Gordy. Yes. I, I think it's really going to be very um, wonderful for those that attend. Well, I think you attending and coming to be a speaker is going to be huge. I, I know everybody's going to be looking forward to you to your speech, which uh, I believe you are speaking Sunday at uh, no, yeah, Sunday at eight a.m. on Eucharistic Miracles and mm-hmm. also on the Blessed Carlos Acutis. Could you tell us a little bit about without giving too much away, but uh, <laughs> a little bit about that? Well, as you know, um, I'm a, a millennial um, saint on the way to full canonization, um, Blessed Carlo Acutis, mm-hmm. um, just an amazing young man that put together the exhibit that is traveling all around the world, Gordy, of the Eucharistic miracles. Yes. And the cool thing about this, Gordy, is that these miracles, they're, they're not really well known, so many right. of them. And, and, but they have the coolest details associated with these miracles. And I think those, uh, the details of those Eucharistic miracles can really help us on our journey. And so I was going to highlight some of those things and what the messages can, can mean or should mean for us. Mm-hmm. as the lay faithful. And then, of course, I'll share more about uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis, uh, because Jerry and I, we had the the in- incredible honor of right. interviewing. We were one of the first uh, groups to interview uh, Blessed Carlo's mother, Antonio, Antonia oh, wow. Salzano from Italy. Yes, and Antonia is so wonderful. We stay in touch with her. And so oh. I'm going to share some of those um, snippets that came from kind of behind the scenes of when we did the interview. Very interesting, Gordy. There's so much more to oh, know about uh, this this young man um, and his um, his path to holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can all benefit from this very young uh, saint in the making here. And uh, it's it's incredible. And there, and that's just uh, just a small part of this. Miracles do happen. That's why I think this conference. It's going to be so extraordinary, uh-huh. and it's going to be such a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for many. I pray that this week uh, folks really drive in, fly in, um, or walk in and, and register. Well, like I told Sister uh, Miriam, it is hot here. You're going to be flying in from another hot, hot part of the uh, country, Arizona, right? <laughs> Yeah, Arizona. But I understand you have more humidity than I do. Yeah, we always say, oh, it's dry over there in uh, Arizona and Vegas. But yes, tons of humidity here. It, it is going to be hot. So have you ever spoken at a Fullness of Truth conference? I have, yes. I spoke uh, a few years back, uh-huh. um, and uh, it was wonderful. I, I'm so glad to to be back. So, yes, I have, and it's, it is an incredible experience. I can't even describe it. It still has stayed with me all these years, and I spoke on angels. It was the Angels and Demons uh, Conference, and, and mm-hmm. Adam was a speaker as well. I mean, it was just, and Adam Bly will be at this Miracles Conference yes. along with Father Carlos Martins and just a, a huge lineup of speakers. 
Well, with you and Adam Bly, I think it's going to be fantastic. But tell me a little bit about more you know, about your past uh, speeches over at the Fullness of Truth Conference. Well, I can tell you this. You meet a lot of, of people that you stay friends with. That's mm-hmm. that's a plus. Uh, a lot of people group together and share their um, their stories and what they have um, grown to to learn about, and they stay connected. That is wonderful. You learn a lot uh, because it is a very kind of fast, intense weekend that is is life changing. Um, uh, I um, I at, at <laughs> It's so interesting you bring this up. I don't know. Did you ever hear me speak about this before? Because I find it so interesting that you asked me that question. Did did no. are you go okay, so this is totally led by the spirit. Yes. Um it was at a fullness of truth conference that I got confirmation um from somebody that was attending and then a second person attending that they believed that I was accepted as a spiritual daughter of Padre Pio. Oh wow. Tell us about that. Um, I had always prayed about it, always oh. prayed to be a spiritual daughter, and I and I never fully got confirmation. And a very unique uh, situation happened at the Fullness of Truth conference, where um, an at, um, um, a daughter of Pad- a spiritual daughter of Padre Pio was in attendance, mm-hmm. and right after my talk on angels, she confirmed that she had received. Um, uh, um, a prompting, and then some, and then I, of course, Gordy, the typical person that I am, I, I, I need a second confirmation because I need that <laughs> yeah. brick over my head, right, to, uh-huh. to make sure I, I get it straight. And sure enough, out of the blue, another lady stepped up and she said, um, "Okay, Padre Pio said, here's your second confirmation." So I knew it. Oh wow, that that is an incredible story. Yeah. And yeah, driven by the by the Holy Spirit. So I read that you dedicated 25 years of your life to catechetical ministry, and I was hoping I'd say that word uh, perfectly on the air. Mm-hmm. But I was in the the uh, diocese of Phoenix working with all age group. What what was that like, and and what age groups did you like working with the most? It's, it was incredible, and yes, you did pronounce catechetical <laughs> beautifully. Um, I you know, Gordy, thanks for asking me. You ask great questions. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, you really do. I thank you so much for saying that. Um I dedicated my life to junior high level. Oh. Um and where because they were they're kind of the forgotten age where people are kind of hurrying for them to, you know, get older so they can get into their adult years and um and it's a t- it, it can be a tough age mm-hmm. and um and so I was determined to really focus on junior high. And um, and I just said, okay, I'm going to really spend time with curriculum, mm-hmm. r- religious education, curriculum writing, and all sorts of things. And um, I did. And then I went on for my graduate degree in theology. And my uh, master's thesis, Gordy, was on adolescent spirituality. Oh, wow. yeah. And voca- and it and it turned out through the paper I wrote that it um, vocations tend to come out of that age group. So mm-hmm. here we are with a group of kids that parents and teachers and other people maybe kind of want that age to pass quickly, right. and yet that's when the Lord touches them with a with a, a possible vocation call. Isn't that amazing? That is truly amazing. I mean, you have a zeal and a zest for Catholic life, and, and it, you can hear it in your voice. Um where does this come from, and like, who influenced you growing up? Um, my uncle and my my aunt. Um, my um, 
My mother's sister is a Dominican sister. She is still mm-hmm. alive and going strong in New Jersey. Um, her name is Sister Carmel Lavalsi, and she had a strong passion for angels. So that's where I got the angel mm-hmm. start. Um, and she is in her mid-90s, and she's a Dominican sister. And my, my mother's brother, same family, my mother's family, my mother's brother was um, a wonderful, or still is because you are a priest forever, uh-huh. um, but he passed. My, my mother's brother, um, Father Sylvester Lavalsi, was um, a very well-known priest in the Northeast. Um, he was the mentor to Father Benedict Rochelle. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I got it from, Gordy. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Again, that was my mom's family, and and my mom right. was incredible, and and so her family, she it was just rich with um, Catholicism. That is awesome. Now I asked Sister Miriam this: well, who is your go-to saint? Oh, Padre Pio. Padre Pio, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> of course. That is a great yeah. saint to pick too, as well. Uh, just to let you know that. Also, I also uh, read that. Um, well, you're on you're on radio nationally, of course, on EWTN. Uh, what prepared you to do national radio? What prepared prepared you to co-host and host shows? I mean that that comes from somewhere. I take it. Mm-hmm. I was always a, a, a religious edu- in religious education. I was a public speaker for many years, and I I really love being out at conferences. That's why Fullness of Truth. I can't wait to get on the plane and, and get to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So. I love being face to face with everyone and watching the, you know, the aha moments happen in their, in right. their eyes and on their face with the expressions. Right. Um, so I was never really into radio, Gordy. I have to be honest. I was oh, okay. never into radio. And it wasn't until I met, uh, Jerry Usher and we started working together with, uh, at a radio station and Jerry was praying about it. I was praying about it. And Jerry has been such a, a mentor mm-hmm. for me and, and an inspiration. And, and 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 he he guides me in so many ways and um it was just it was really incredible how the holy spirit um really kicked it into high gear is the best way i could say it and everything just started rolling right. um i had just not it was not a you know on my bucket list or a dream of mine so that's how i know i just kind of leaned into it gordy mm-hmm. and uh the rest is history now, who are you looking forward to uh, seeing speak at the conference? Oh, Sister Miriam James, for sure. Um, I just love her. She's wonderful. Of course, um, everyone. Everyone is fantastic. Uh, Dr. Edward Tree, uh, absolutely amazing. I hear Michael O'Neill all the time on mm-hmm. EWTN, so that's wonderful. I love that, too. But Father Carlos Martins, um, I follow him on Facebook. Of course, Adam Bly. How can I well, not yeah. say Adam Bly? <laughs> um, I yeah. learn something new all the time, and I know that the bishop's going to be there and, and some priests, which are amazing. So yep. really, everyone, I'm looking forward to actually meeting those that are in attendance because um, uh, Take Two, and especially the spirit world now, uh, being produced by Guadalupe Radio Network, um, we have a lot of people that have contacted us that are coming in, driving in, and coming to the conference to to meet Adam and I. So I just can't wait to, you know, shake hands and hug everyone and thank them for following Take Two and, and the spirit world. So it's really... I, I can't wait to meet the folks that that attend. Yeah, and that's pretty uh, pretty cool that both you and Adam Bly are going to be there, and uh, you know, co-hosting the Spirit World on Saturdays. I mean, uh, 
I think everybody's going to get a lot out of both of your talks, and I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to see it myself. But we're going to be there at at the uh, conference with the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're going to be doing a live remote, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing a live remote five to six on Friday, and then noon to one on Saturday. So if you're wandering around the grounds at the uh, Hill Country High at Debbie, come and see us. We'd love to have you on our show. But, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we can we get to interview as many people as we can during our live mm-hmm. remote and also encourage people to, you know, go to the website. I mean, with this lineup of speakers, it's going to be an incredible event. And so mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you had been to uh, Fullness of Truth conferences before. And so mm-hmm. what what do you see that, you know, I guess attendees get the most out of at these Fullness of Truth conferences? Well, definitely the, the really comprehensive talks that are presented by really just amazing, dedicated speakers, that's for sure. But the fellowship, I mean, the fellowship is huge, and it, it, you leave there... Um, kind of floating, like with a, a real sense of hope and a, and a greater understanding and a greater depth, right. which I think is so important right now, Gordy. And and I, that that's what I love when people attend. They they're, in my opinion, my humble opinion, they're forever changed. Right. But but Gordy, may I just say something? Because you said something about being at a uh, booth and you're going to be broadcasting, which I think is that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say for your listeners. Um, they may or may not realize this. Uh, this will be Adam's. Um, Adam and I, this will be the first time we're going to be doing a, like a question and answer portion mm-hmm. of the fullness of truth. So we'll be together doing a, doing a Q&A. That's the first time since our show started, The Spirit World. Oh, and wow. it's also the first time we're going to be um, making a public appearance together since we were um, we started The Spirit World and got the uh, uh, one... Uh, the Gabriel Award. So it's kind of exciting. So we're going to take, so if you see a lot of pictures being taken, that's because it's the first time we're together since this, this all happened. Okay. So when is that going to happen? I believe they just did the, I, the, the schedule of the talks and I believe the Q and A is on Saturday, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. They just sent a revised, um, itinerary out mm-hmm. and i believe it's saturday afternoon and then sunday uh, adam and i will both be speaking and then we fly out he flies back to pennsylvania and i fly back to arizona but we're going to try to get in some pictures and some things like that because you know adam's um in pennsylvania i'm in arizona so we're cross country so right. any any chance we get that we are at the same location we're gonna we're gonna try to snap a few photos so we have some updated versions yeah and just looking at the schedule well you've got an updated one but 1 30 p.m is when adam bly will be talking about heaven's healings hell's counterfeits and human lies so that's mm-hmm. going to be i'm sure that's going to be a very powerful powerful presentation right. by and, him talk. and that's the one on saturday Gordy? that's saturday yeah Okay, I believe it's 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 what the what he's going to do is cut that one a little bit short, and we're uh-huh. going to do a Q and A together so that it would tie into the spirit world. Oh, cool! And then afterwards at two fifty, the uh, Chaplet of the Divine Mercy, which we do every day at three here. So I right. think that's going right. to tie in very well. So they're also going to have uh, adoration and benediction. So that's mm-hmm. going to be really nice. And um, you know, I think that. This lineup is just a stellar lineup, um, and you know I'm asked, I asked you who, uh, who who you were you know really wanting to see, but 
I think a lot of people are going to want to see who uh, Debbie Giorgiani is. And just, just to give them a little bit of a taste, like, tell us a little bit about your past. I know you're a golfer. I know you've got a, uh, <laughs> you know, you love playing golf with your husband. And, you know, tell us about your personal life, if you will. Um, well, I, I live kind of a, a very, um, you know, boring life, <laughs> and I like it that way, so uh-huh. that's good. Um, I'm, I'm a wife and a mother and a grandmother of three, and, um, and yes, I, I was going to be, I, my so-called dream was to be a professional golfer, and um, oh, wow. I almost made it, but then I ended up getting married instead, mm-hmm. um, and so I quit quit golf, but not, not for long. I went back to golf as a, you know, as, as something to do as a hobby. But, um, but yeah, I was, that's where I was headed, uh, very sports minded. And, um, I just got, I went in and then I went into business and, um, went into the kind of the corporate world, hospitality industry, and I found it very unfulfilling. And uh, one day I called my local Catholic parish, and the rest was history. I started volunteering, uh, writing religious education curriculum, just started getting going into religious education. Uh I I taught all the way from... Preschool all the way up to adults at 85 years old. Oh, so, um, adult faith formation. So, yeah, I loved, I, I never looked back and, um, I just asked God to please, if this is what He wanted for, for me to do, then please make it happen that I could, you know, be able to pay my electric bill and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And the good Lord has always provided. Well, I read that you are a writer, certified health and wellness coach, and inspirational speaker. But mm-hmm. what inspires Debbie Giorgiani? What inspires me or who inspires or me? Or what inspires, um, yeah, what, who, yeah. I mean, yeah, all the above. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I really appreciate life and the miracle of life. And um, God, you know, clearly the Blessed Mother, the angels and saints, Every single day, I just remind myself, and I can absolutely feel the heavenly support. And and mm-hmm. so that keeps me going each and every day. Now, from an earthly sense, it would definitely be, I, ha- I have a great family that gave me a great foundation, but my husband, Marty, is amazing. He's constantly, um, you know, uh, encouraging me. And uh, just really walking with me as 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 a partner in life, and I I'm just so grateful. And he's a quiet man, a strong man, <laughs> a man of faith. Right. But he he just keeps me on on a good in a, with a good outlook, and that's what I need. Um, but I have to tell you, I love Catholic radio and television. EWTN, incredible. Yes. Guadalupe Radio Network, amazing. I mean, so we are so blessed to have all of these r- reminders around us to keep us going. That is beautifully beautifully said. And I also read that your lifelong passion has always been to assist people in nurturing their mind, body, and spirit so that a healthy balance will lead towards a blessed life. Expound on that, if you will. We've got a few minutes left. Okay, real quickly, thank you for asking. Um, I love doing your show, by the way. If you ever want me back, I think you <laughs> ask the best questions ever. Thank you, thank you so much. 
Yeah, yeah. That means okay, a lot. Okay, so mind, body, spirit. Um, you, you, it's so important to have that kind mm-hmm. of balance. Everybody talks about balance in life, and that is true because if something is not is not um, firing on all cylinders, you're not really going to experience everything in a full way. And and Jesus said, "I came for you to have life and to have it to the full." What does that mean? To have it in abundance, to right. really engage our senses and to really be present in the moment and to really live life to the fullest. And and yes, life is not going to be easy. It's not. It's up and down, but it is an adventure, and we can learn and grow. And hopefully, like Mother Angelica has always said, it's 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 a journey. We are pilgrims on a journey, and our goal right. is to get to heaven. And so, um, I'm I'm a firm believer in just making sure everybody takes care of themselves and with in the mind, in the body, and in the spirit. Wow, that is beautifully said, and and I agree. I agree with all that. I, we have to be you know, healthy in our mind, body, and spirit. And boy, that is so important as you are, as we are going through life, you know, and given everything that we have to the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, what about uh, that? We're going to have adoration at the Fullness of Truth Conference. Uh, have you ever been, are you in a door? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, I, I'm a big, big supporter and promoter of perpetual adoration. Uh-huh. I, I firmly believe that if parishes would um, adopt perpetual adoration or a version of it, um, they would have a healthier parish community, a more vibrant parish community. So, yes, um, I was in a door for many, many years, and my, and my time uh, was um, Thursday at 1 a.m. That was my time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my time for many years. The only reason I can't commit like that is only because of my travel schedule, but I'm, I'm a big adoration person. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same camp. I, I love my adoration hour over at Our Lady of Grace here in San Antonio. And it just, it means so much to me to be in front of the monstrance, in front of the Eucharist, the real presence. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, that hour, it's my hour to not only get closer to the Lord, but to ask the Lord for his grace, for, you know, for his blessings. And boy, what a, what a wonderful time that's going to be. I'm glad to see that's on the schedule. Mm-hmm. as well as, you know, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and then praying the rosary. Um, you know, it was through Acts that I learned how to pray the rosary uh, mm-hmm. in the most blessed way that, you know, you can pray the rosary. And so yeah. I think, you know, you never know what's going to touch somebody. So like at Fullness of Truth Conference, we were talking about, you know, those who attend the Fullness of Truth Conference and what they're going to get out of it and what you've seen people get out of it. And you just never know how the Holy Spirit is going to work Mm-hmm. at the event have and, and you know we're talking about miracles too have you ever witnessed or what is the the biggest miracle you've you've ever seen or or, or witnessed or heard oh well i i'd have to um schedule another time to be on your show because <laughs> i yeah in the 30 plus years i've been in ministry um you're jogging my memory here but i would have to say small miracles probably I have been, I have heard, you know, direct information and I've known the, the folks involved or I have experienced it myself. Small miracles, probably, probably 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. Um, a big miracles, uh, about three or four. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, um, I've seen miracles of healing. I've seen, um, I've encountered, um, mystical things myself during ministry that I never expected. Right. Um, usually, usually the good Lord shows himself in a miraculous, supernatural way when there's kind of a, 
um, a slow period or a doubting period or just mm-hmm. when, you know, somebody is kind of burnt out or something of that nature, you know, the good Lord will, will in his loving kindness, will show himself to get people to, you know, kind of get get back on the journey, you know, get focused. Right. And, and so I have been a recipient of that, and I'm so grateful to God because, you know, I don't know where I would 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 have been, you know, if if I had, you know, kind of gone on that path of just, you know, falling into, a, you know, a neutral mode or st- or stalling out because they, you know, they say, Gordy, when you when you kind of get stuck, when you when you stall mm-hmm. out or you're in neutral, you're actually going backwards with God, and and right. and I never wanted to do that, and so I think the the Lord realized I kind of needed that push every once in a while. <laughs> Wow, you've been a great guest. I am so grateful that uh, you said yes to coming on the show. And I'll tell you what, to have you coming into San Antonio with Adam Bly and Father Geraci and and Mm -hmm. Bishop Yannick, I mean, that is just a lineup of, of, I think, speakers that are just going to be so incredible to go here. And I know that those listeners out there, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, if they're on the fence about thinking about going, I pray that, you know, you're, uh, you're visit, you're, you're coming on to my show and also Sister Miriam that, you know, people hear this and, and say, you know what? I am gonna, I'm gonna invest some money to go and, you know, mm-hmm. buy a family pass or, or buy a general admission pass, uh, ticket because, mm-hmm. I think after hearing you and Sister Miriam, I I have no doubt that people are going to want to go. Fullnessoftruth.org. Debbie, thank you so much. It was great having you on the show. Thank you, Gordy. God bless you for all you do, and I'll see you real soon. God bless you, too. Thank you, Debbie, and thank you to Sister Miriam, and thank you to all you listening. God bless all of you, and have a great week. Coalition for Life has created a new website for life-affirming resources in the metro area. CareReferral.info is designed to help connect clients to free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds, low or no-cost STD testing and treatment, well woman exams, natural alternatives to hormonal birth control, post-abortive healing, and much more. If you or someone you know is experiencing an unexpected pregnancy, please go to CareReferral.info and get connected to real help. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Dr. Sheila Hernandez and Children's Dentistry at Hausman Village for their sponsorship of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Dr. Hernandez provides specialized dentistry for children and adolescents in a child-friendly environment. Dr. Hernandez serves infants, children, and teens in San Antonio, including the surrounding communities of Helotus and Bernie. She can be reached by calling 210-694-2700 or by visiting TXKids.com. That's TXKIDDS.com. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, The Catholic Church is too condemning. It needs to practice more tolerance. G.K. Chesterton says, The other word for tolerance is indifference, and the other word for indifference is apathy. The Catholic Church cannot afford to be apathetic. It cannot afford to be tolerant of evil. It has to be consistent in opposing what is wrong and defending what is right. And the Church especially cannot afford to tolerate social evils that are condoned by the state. Why? Because sooner or later, it will be turned against the Church. 
History has shown this to be true more than once. Chesterton says there have been times in history when the church has been wedded to the world, but it has always been widowed by the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.